Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls baltimore sports fans of all ages welcome to section 336 next generation of baltimore sports talk i am your daily centering host matt soroka as always i'm joined by a guy who made the transfer portal popular for little leaguers the button lover josh soroka transfer they just leave but hey i was gonna say happy national oreo day okay oreo oreo Oreos day right yeah, we here love the Orioles and love Oreos. So it was kind of weird. I went to the dentist this morning, and they had a big sign out front saying, Happy National Oreo Day. And then I Google, I get on Google to be like, is it really Oreo Day? And I, when I Google, I find out that March 6th is National Oreo Day and National Dentist Day. Mm. So why wouldn't the dentist put Happy National Dentist Day? On their sign. Well, I guess, you know, I guess people like Oreos more than they like dentists, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. A little more popular sign to have. Right. They probably make more money off people that love Oreos, too. What's your favorite? Are you, Josh, do you like the double stuff? Do you like some of the special, like the lemons? Or are you, my wife prefers the the vanilla Oreos, which I feel like you're not Oreos anymore when you're vanilla, right. but whatever. What, what's your Oreo preference here? There, there's not a bad Oreo. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're, you're a cookie guy, Josh. This is a good question I'm a, for you. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a key lime Oreo guy. Ooh, yeah, you're, but, you're a weird dude. But yeah. I'm also not I'm also a Oreo thin guy. I like the Oreo thins. Oh, you little, do? Yeah, a little less cream, a little less cookie. Oh, that's I odd. like them. I but see. I, I would go right to the had, double stuff. But I also had last week. I had the most Oreo ever. Oreo. Oh yeah, I heard people talking about that. I've not. Which was cookies and cream filling. Yeah, how was that? It tasted exactly like an Oreo. It was great. It's just like more Oreo in an Oreo. Yeah. Like every Oreo is a five. There's no bad Oreos out there. The only thing I don't like that Oreo does is for the holidays, they'll just change the color of the dye. So, oh, it's right. Halloween. We have orange cream filling, and yeah. it's the same taste. It's just orange. Yeah, I think that maybe appeals more to kids, Josh. I don't know if they do it for you. No, I don't know why they do it, but I don't I, like I it. mean, kids like it. Kids like colored Oreos. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, right. and I, I did. I love that I'm coaching nine-year-old Orioles, and they have made the correlation of Oreo and Orioles, which is a confusion thing. I think for every kid at some point. Yeah, especially, I mean, so, uh, my, 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 my kid, you can't understand half the words he says. So he could say Oreos or Orioles, um, and you they both come out the same exact way. So yeah. I'm sure that's true it's, for a lot of kids. It's funny. This weekend, I worked on uh, designing the, uh, the Oreo logo to say Orioles, and then I didn't know it was National Oreo Day, so I had to hurry up and put it out today. What, you just randomly were designing an Oreo I was randomly shirt? designing it over the weekend with my wife. Hmm. Yeah. Because I, I because I was because of my kids getting confused Oreo and Orioles, I said, I'm gonna take the Oreo logo and make it say Orioles and really just confuse people. And I happen to be working on that this weekend. Hey, speaking of cookies and going back to a conversation we had uh last pod, um, you know, my son plays for the athletics. He, yes. we, our first practice is Thursday, um, and today I got an email about our first practice, our first game, and someone else, a random parent, with a sign-up for bringing snacks. See, that's how you do it. <laughs> I knew that would make you mad. Yeah, I think that's yeah. how it's supposed to work, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want you want to start with Little League? Oh, sure. Let, let's get Little League. I can and give then you a we'll little get little to League some... Some Orioles wins, some uh, some walk off action, some some televised gaming here. All yeah. right, yeah. Well, let's just little leagues easy. We had another game. As All you right. remember, the game one was a blowout, sixteen to one. I very much remember that. Game two, my team played much better. 
I got him in line. I got I got the lineup right. I got the right guy the right guys on the bump. And we lost thirteen to ten. Oh wow. Huge improvement. Huge yeah. improvement. Nice. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Josh, you heard it here first. Josh happy with a three one loss. Moral <laughs> victories. <laughs> exactly. We're getting there. Did that. everyone have fun, Josh? It's Did the rebuild. Fun? We all had a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Some big hits. Some good pitching. Yeah, so, high yeah. scoring game. It's it's nine nine year olds. That's what it is. Little league is always high scoring. Well, it, it beats basketball because nine year old basketball is like the same score. Right, right. But of course, it's, like, it's very low scoring in a right, five to five to two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, no. So that's really it with the little league. No big update. Uh Florida spring break is next week, so that means we don't have any games for a few weeks. So that that kind of throws things off a little bit. But it's all it's all good. We're settled on our nine. Everyone's doing well. And uh I think these parents like me. I think they, right. I think I don't think anyone else is quitting. You yeah, everyone else has transferred out and you got the real players oh. left. Oh, hold on. One more piece of little league news that I found out this past week. And yeah. this is like world colliding news. Okay. What is so people are enjoying little league talk now. What right. was the last uh oh, oh. topic? Yeah, you're like the this. whole PlayStation uh debacle. What if I told you that I found out that the, the con artist that the con artist last year was an assistant coach in this little league league and ripped off a whole bunch of coaches in this league. Oh, really? And they're all going around asking all the coaches now to try to find out who he ripped off. Oh, that's because funny. How'd you find out about the, that? You, because, because people are talking about it? Uh, because the conversation started because he ripped these guys off last baseball season. So now they're all back together and talking. And they're like finding out, and they're finding out that all these other people got ripped off. And then words getting around. And it's like, oh, I, here's a Facebook group. Let me get you into this Facebook group. Oh, that's uh, so everyone funny. Everyone that got ripped off. So it's kind of uh, 336 story times colliding this week. With this guy made his mark. He made his mark in uh, in Upper he, Florida there. He made his he mark. He did. He did. I found out he got a little bit going on uh, up in Virginia as well. Oh, wow. Good turn. So working his way up. Hey, hold on. I got. I don't know if you need to pause the podcast. I got a baby screaming. I got to go put ahead. a pacifier back in. All right. I'll be go right ahead. back. Go, go deal with that. This is where I can put in a advertisement for Birdland Sports. Go to birdlandsports.com and get your new Oreo shirts. Uh, and I said Oreo. I meant Orioles. But we also have Oreo shirts up there, too. Uh, some Ryan Mountcastle shirts. And the players are really getting into it. The Vespa on a Vespi. Ve- no, Vespi on a Vespa shirt. Real popular in the clubhouse right now. Guys calling and wanting them. So if you want to be like the Oreo players... You should follow them all on Instagram. There are uh, another guy tagged today a picture of the Nick Vespi on a Vespa shirt. Uh, Kyle Bradish just got in some shirts. He's really excited about it. He requested a new design that I'm now working on. And I mean, hey, if the players are excited and the players have idea, have design ideas that they're sending me, then that's what I'm going with. This is a lot of fun. Check out BirdlandSports.com and uh, get yourself some Orioles shirts, and we'll see. We'll see where this thing goes. I've been, I've started the pursuance of a license for to li- officially license this stuff. So we'll see how that goes and what type of price tag they want to give me. But uh, check out BirdlandSports.com because it kind of started from this podcast and, and got jokes and shirts we wanted to make for this podcast. And they're now all up there and a whole lot more. If you haven't checked in a while, I've got new shirts up there. Every week, I have at least one new shirt. This weekend, I had two new shirts I posted this morning that I made this weekend. So check it out, birdlandsports.com. If you have an idea, send it to me. If you want to help promote Birdland Sports, let me know. I need all the help I can get because I am figuring this out as we go. All right, I'm back. All right, no problem. Did you randomly talk about the Orioles for the past five minutes? No, I did a commercial for Birdland Sports. (laughs) That, That way, we can get that out of the way. Yeah. All right. That baby is like a. What happens is the pacifier falls out of her mouth. Then she starts screaming. 
And then it, sometimes it's like a freaking Houdini act because I can't find the pacifier anywhere. Like I was just, I was under the crib looking everywhere. Finally had to run around the house trying to find another one. Finally found one. And well, then I, I picked her up, put it in, found out the pacifier was laying under, underneath her the whole time. That's, that's where I'm going to find it. That's how it goes. I'm, I'm glad to be uh, past that point. Yeah. Pacifier is back in the mouth. Baby's back asleep. All right. Well, you want to talk some baby birds? You want to talk some Orioles? We got spring training going on. There was actually a game on Masson today. Yep. Not enough people giving John Angelos credit. <laughs> I saw no people credit. criticizing John Angelos no even credit. on the day when the game televised. Let's give the man a little credit. No credit for one game. Okay. I give him credit. You can't roll any momentum by one game happens to be on. Yeah. If 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 three games are on, if three games are on the entire season, why would I check every day to see if the game's on? I'm just yeah. going to assume it's never on. It's also kind of weird. Is this weird that the one cuz I cuz to be honest, I didn't watch the game. I had work. I was out observing teachers in schools and I couldn't watch it. But is it weird that the one afternoon they like why not show a Saturday or Sunday game? Aren't more it's, people going to watch a Saturday or Sunday makes, game? It's almost like I had the same thought when I saw everyone talking about today's game on Mass, and I'm like, "Oh, is it a is it a primetime game?" Like, it's almost like he wants to make the point that no one's going to watch it. But like, let's pick the one game on a Monday at one o'clock so no one tunes in. Yeah, it is kind of weird like that, right? I it's, wonder how much they even pr- promoted it because I, I didn't see anything from Mass on Twitter or something. I, I no, guess they, they did promote it, but I, I, I didn't see, see a big kind of promotion about it. Yeah, it, there could be, Josh. You might be on some of the conspiracy theory. Like, maybe maybe they don't want people to watch. Right. Like, he wants it to be bad, so then he can say it's bad. <clears throat> yeah, there was an article. Sense, but There was an article today that broke down the amount of broadcasts per team. We got. Are we at the bottom? Yeah, us. You know who's, who's tied with us for, for at the bottom? The Tigers. No. The other team oh, on Masson. Oh, the, no, the Nationals. Yeah, the uh, Nationals. I knew the Nationals. Yeah. Because they had to make both the Orioles and the Nationals the same amount, or the other team would, fans would freak out. So, yep. Of course. So, of course. yeah, so that's unsurprising to no one. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's possible he could not want viewers, so he can make that argument. Uh, and people were complaining. I don't know if you watched Josh. People were also complaining about the quality of the broadcast as well. I don't know. They said I don't the sound know. I had cut a, off a few times. It a, oh, oh, I thought that was just me. I definitely saw it went to like the pink screen. Yeah, yeah. A lot like, of people what is this? That. And I thought my Twitter. thought my MLB TV app was screwed up. But yeah, yeah no, I definitely saw issue. that. Josh, um, just let's talk about the game. I mean, we don't need to break down the game because it's spring training. It'd be dumb to break down the game. Yeah. But but Ryan O'Hearn did did have a walk off a walk off home run. Um, also, Austin Hayes had a three-run homer. Josh, when you look at spring, I feel like... But hold on, but that's not the story of this game. Yeah. Neither of those is the story of this game. All right, what's the story of this game? Santander, playing first base. Playing first base, yeah. And and playing first base perfectly fine. Yeah. No, no issues, no concerns. Well, and that leads to my question, Josh. Like, what do you... What should we as Oriole fans pay attention to in spring training because we talked about it before the roster is pretty much set like we can debate some bench spots or something but the roster is pretty much set so i don't think this spring training has like in past seasons like i feel like players could have won their way onto the roster based on you know their play but at this point i feel like what they did last year two years ago and three years ago even ryan o'hearn like let's not get it twisted Ryan O'Hearn has been this league a long time. Uh, he's he's 29 years old. He played in Kansas City a bunch of years. We know who Ryan O'Hearn is. I don't care if he hits a walk off in every single game in spring training. Like he's a career 230 hitter. I'm sorry, 219 hitter for a career. Um, the last two years combined, he has 10 home runs, um, which is kind of equivalent to a, a full season. He couldn't get on the everyday roster for the Kansas city. So we kind of know who Ryan O'Hearn is. Right. Um, and that matters to me more. His past five seasons with Kansas city matters more to me than what he does in a week in spring training. So Josh, what, but maybe something that does matter is um, Santander playing first base to see who, to see how players play in kind of different positions. Like yeah. maybe that matters more. So, so what do you think matters so, in terms of things to look for say. in spring training? Santander, 
playing first base means way more because there's, there's one of the conversations as we try to say, all right, all these positions are, are, are set. Let's look at the bench spots. And as we talk about the bench spots, one of the questions is backup players. Who can back up first base? Because you're going to want Mount Castle to DH once in a while. You're gonna, we know Mount Castle might need time off. So you need a backup for Mount Castle. So we know we've got Adley there. But then what if you don't want Adley there? And the question is, if Santander can play there once a month, then suddenly you don't need a bench spot for a backup first baseman. So it's more telling that he can play there and be capable at first base. And the fact that that they wanted to use, that they've been using him there, like, and then playing them in a game, it's not just to fool around and let him have fun. It's because they seriously think, think hey, we could you do actually do this. Because we know we have outfielders that are coming up and might be ready earlier this year than another first baseman. Yeah, the position of first base is so interesting because we uh, spend all our draft capital like drafting players at these kind of high-demand positions, right? We draft a bunch of center fielders. We draft a bunch of shortstops. And, of course, we draft Adley Rutschman. Um, I can't recall us drafting any anyone near the top of the draft who plays first base. I can't, I can't recall that happening. Um, um, no, when was Mancini? Mancini wasn't drafted near the top, right? No, I think he's like back a fifth rounder. And even that, that's going back. I mean, that's right, going, going back, back a ways. Yeah. Um, like not, certainly not under Elias. No, but um, no one is because it's always, well, when Adley can't catch anymore, he can be first base. When this guy loses a step, he can move to first base. It's always you move to first base as you get older. Right, Castle just landed in first base because his bat was so good we had to put him someplace. Yeah, like for the record, Mountcastle was drafted as a shortstop, and then they moved him to third base. He played third base for a while, and then he ended up at first base. But that's base. also, but to back up, that's also because in high school, your best player is your shortstop. So there's a lot of major league players that in high school were shortstops. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the but the, the but the point is like other players can be drafted someone else a different position and move to first base. You never see someone drafted at first base and like move to shortstop. Like that doesn't happen. Um, right. You just kind of get, so you could, you're allowed to kind of miss first base because someone else can fill in that spot. And you're right for the back. I mean, I think it's just more than just giving Ryan Mountcastle a break every few, few days. It's like, I think you have to have a plan. If like Ryan Mountcastle, twist his ankle and has to miss two or three weeks. Right. Or right. if he, you know, gets hit on the thumb and he breaks his thumb and he has to miss a month. Like, I yeah. think it, it's really important at every single position to have kind of a plan B. And I mean, the Orioles recognize that they don't have any prospects at first base. This is the reason they brought in Frenchie Cordero, Ryan O'Hearn, who had the walk-off um, today, Lewin Diaz, right? These are all, for a veteran players with some major league experience to kind of play the position. But Anthony Santander is better than all of them. Also, we have good prospects coming up. So if Anthony Santander can really play first base some, I think that's huge. Um, I would rather have Santander on our team, and it allows you to not waste a roster spot for O'Hearn or Diaz, who I don't think are great players, and maybe you can keep a Vavra to be your your everywhere infielder, and Santander can be your first baseman for a day. Or if something happens, Ryan Mancaster has to miss an extended period of time. Um, he can play that position for an extended period of time. So I think it makes all the sense in the in the world. Um, and so yeah, make, I'm a fan of Santander at first. Does it help trade value at all? Does it oh, open think, up at all? Yeah, um, I don't think. They anyone see Santander as a plus outfielder? I think they see him as an average outfielder. Um, and so I don't think anyone's trading Santander for his defense. You're trading him for his offense. And so right. if he can play multiple offensive positions, that only helps your stock, I would imagine. Now I don't know if they're looking to trade him, but I guess right if Colton Cowser blows up and you realize, oh man, and Kerstack gets on fire, double A and triple A. Oh man, we gotta. We, we can move some pieces here. Maybe instead of moving some prospects, we, we can move a major league asset like Santander. It's yeah. certainly possible. Sure, I agree. What about, can we talk about the pitching that we're seeing in spring training? 
We can. Paying, like Kyle Bradish has been pitching outstanding. Cole Irvin's been pitching really well. Yeah. Does that uh, mean, Michael like, Bauman hitting hitting ninety seven consistently? Yeah, Bauman's looking good. Um, I know Batista might not be ready for open today. That leaves an extra room on the bullpen. But what about this rotation? Like, are you ready to write Bradish into this rotation? Oh uh, yeah, I was. I was before the season started. Okay, I mean, I know you were, but I guess now it just solidified what you're what you're been thinking that yeah. he can hold his own. That Gibson, Irvin, Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, and then who's left? Kramer. Yeah, Kramer and and Tyler Wells at the outside looking in, but again, barring injury, I think I think people get you know hurt their fingernail and other stuff happens. But Josh, right, can so, yeah. can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you look up on your computer? Because I can't do more than one thing at once. The pitching stats from last year, like the, just the ERA innings pitched for the Orioles from last year. Sure, I can pull that up. Because I think one of the reasons the projections for the Orioles are are kind of so low that we're surprised, right, that they're projected to finish under 500 and not make the playoffs. I think that surprise is us. Because we expect them to finish over 500 to make the playoffs. And one of the reasons this happens, I think, is how they project our pitchers. Um, and yeah. so I have the Zips kind of projections. And so I thought maybe we can compare the projections to how they did last year. All right. Let me see. Um, and some of them, of course, um, like Grayson Rodriguez, we don't have stats. Actually, because he was in the minors all year. So we're just kind of guessing how good he'll be in the majors. All right. Um, let's see. Here we go. 2022 Orioles pitching. Oh, the baseball reference is acting weird. Let's go to a different one. We'll go to baseball almanac. All right. All right. And and I because I was surprised about a lot of things with the Zips projections. I was surprised how many innings pitched they had our guys going. I was surprised who was making the majority of our starts. <laughs> I was even surprised by that. Um yeah, so a lot of those numbers surprised me. Um, I, and, my, and I think it's hard to to project who's going to start, you know, all these games. But some of the names they had on here for it started for games started. For example, I'll give you an example. Um, they have Bruce Zimmerman starting twenty one games this year. Right, I would Bruce be surprised Zimmerman, if Bruce Zimmerman started twenty one games. Last year, Bruce Zimmerman pitched in fifteen games. Yeah, with a five ninety nine ERA. Yeah, and they have projected to have a 4.82 ERA. But again, and I'm, I would be surprised if he starts 10 games. I would be surprised if he starts five games, to be honest. And they haven't projected to start right. 21 games. Well, he only started 13. He pitched in 15, but he only started 13 games. Yeah, and they didn't go very well. No. All right, so who's next? All right, let's look at Dean Kramer. All right. Dean Kramer He's... last year started 21 games. Okay, Zips projection start 24 games. How many innings okay. pitched? He pitched uh, 125 innings. Okay, they project to be 136. I think he's going to get right. more innings pitched and more starts than that, but okay. All right, so they're giving him about one more game. Yeah. All right. So, all right, so Dean Kramer, their prediction is kind of on par. You're just expecting better. He had a 323 ERA last year. And their ERA is 3.51 projected. Okay. So I'm so actually okay with that a, a little I'm bit. I'm okay with that. Higher. That one seems all right. Yeah. Now, the other one, Grayson Rodriguez, is hard to tell. Josh, wh- what would you guess? Like an ERA, an ERA for Grayson Rodriguez? Oh, I mean, first year, I'm going to – let's go with – Oh, this is a tough one because I don't want to oversell him. How about a um, how about a three? What if I go even three? Okay. Um, they have him projected to be a three point nine eight, so just about four. All right, you're going more four. Yeah. All right, which I don't get. I mean, a four ERA puts him in Spencer Watkins. Tyler Wells category. You would hope he's better than that. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess. Jordan I mean, Laos had a 4.4 last year. Yeah, and, and I mean, they, they have Spencer Watkins, Spencer Watkins having a 5.31 ERA this year. Yeah, last year he closed with a 4.55. Yeah. And, but again, the thing that strikes me, they have him starting 19 games. And I just don't think – I think a rotation's improved. I don't see him starting 19 games for the Orioles. I don't see Spencer Watkins start 19. I see I see uh, Grayson Rodriguez at, what, 26 starts? Yeah, that's what he's projected as. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go with that. Okay. Okay, so here's two. I have stats on, and, and, and you don't have them. Cole Irvin, All right. who – who last year, and I have the numbers in front of me here, last year threw 181 innings. Last year had an ERA of 3.98, exactly what we projected Grayson to have. And this year they have him having an ERA of 4.78. That that, so that that would be – I mean, last year 3.98, the year before 4.24. Like he's yeah. consistently around four, but they have him an ERA of 4.78. So he think, right. they think – Tough for division. Yards, yeah, tough for division numbers and yards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, if, I, if but I like your, that number. Like that 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 198 innings makes sense. Oh no, he's projected to have 164 innings. Oh uh, well, but last year he threw 198. Last year he threw 181. 81. See, I think he'll be more around that this year. Yeah, and the year before that he threw 178. So I don't know why his innings would have reduced um, this year. I don't see that happening. Um, but again, I'm no I'm no fortune teller. Um, and then the other guy that we got, and I have the numbers here on him, is, of course, Kyle, Kyle Gibson. And, again, I was surprised by this. And he is going into his age 35 season. Um, so so maybe that's part of it. But he's projected only to throw in 158 innings in 29 starts, um, which would be, again, down, you know, lower in his career. And then his ERA is 4.54. And last year's year, he was five. So actually improving upon last year, last year with the Phillies. Um, but Josh, the thing that surprised me most about it is who is starting some of these games. They have, for example, and by the way, they're not high on Cobb Bradish. Cobb Bradish, they project to have an area of 4.69 in just 117 innings pitched. All right. Well, last year he was a 4.9. Okay. 4.90. So yeah. I, can, I can understand that projection. But uh, Bradish is looking really good in Sarasota right now. Yeah, and he looked um, good. I, the I agree. Half of the season, I agree. But who they have with the innings pitched, right? They have Irvin with the most innings pitched, then Gibson, then Kramer, then the next guy they have with the most innings pitched for is Zimmerman, then Bradish, and then Drew Rom with the next innings pitched. What's they have but, Drew Rom projected to start twenty four times and so throw one hundred fifteen innings. So what are they uh, expecting? A really tight leash on Grayson. I don't know. And then they have Kate um Kate Povich starting a hundred starting twenty-three games. The only way we hit those numbers is if Grayson gets hurt or has a real short leash and John Means doesn't come back. It's the only yeah. way to hit those numbers. Well, and they have a bunch of guys like um starting even Spencer Watkins, all these guys are starting more games than Tyler Wells. And I find that a little hard to believe that you're yeah, going to Drew Rom or Kate Povich or Garrett. They even have Garrett Stallings starting nineteen games. Um, all over Tyler Wells, which I find just to be odd, and all right. over, by the way, all more than D.L. Hall too, which I find to be odd. Last uh, year, Jordan Lyles had the most games, right uh, at uh, thirty-two. Second right. most was Tyler Wells at twenty-three, and Kyle Bradish at twenty-three. Yeah. So these guys aren't going to take a step back. They're going to give yeah. them more games. Well, I think all this to say, I think one of the problems with Zips is they you don't know who's going to pitch these games, right? Like even we debate if someone gets hurt, if Grayson can't go, like this happens all the time. Pitchers, teams use more than five pitchers, right? You end up using a bunch of pitchers. Um, And I can't visualize, I can't create a scenario where Zimmerman or Povich this year, Garrett Stalins is starting all these games. I just can't envision it. I, I see it going more to a Tyler Wells and a DL Hall and maybe worst case scenario, Austin Voth, but they have them way down the list and game started. So I think we're just, I guess they're taking guesses here. And I just it's, see how starting rotation outside the top, outside of Irvin, Gibson, Kramer, and Bradish, 
I see that the rest of the rotation kind of filling out differently than than Zips does. No, so, I totally see it differently. And it's got to be it's I don't know how Zips does it, but it's got to just be computers and they they put in a bunch of stats and come out with something. And whatever they do, it's all based on it's all based on percentages and averages and overall numbers and doesn't take into account anyone improving or what the rest of the roster looks like. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of decisions that come into who starts and who comes off the bench and how many starts you have. And, and who's hurt. Like, yeah, they don't know that Grayson, when they put those zips projections together, they didn't put in there. Grayson's going to be on the opening day roster because he was hurt. They don't put in there that John means will be back in June. You know, they don't, they don't, but I mean, that in. I think they count for some of that stuff. I mean, that's why John Means not leading the team in starts where he would be. They only have him listed as twenty starts, but but you but you don't know because the Orioles don't know if you know he'll be back in the beginning of June, if he'll be back at the end of July. Like you don't know right. when exactly John Means is getting back. Sure. So they you count for some of it, but 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 you're, I think some of it is also like you know a bunch of guys are going to start, so you just have to fill in these names, right? Who's going to get yeah. all these starts? And so let's fill right. all the so names it's a and roster and AAA, and, and let's plug them in there. Um, I just – I would be surprised. It'd be interesting to look at at the end of the season, but I'd, I'd be surprised if the rotation fills out like that. But, Josh, going back to our early discussion about what to look for in spring training, I think you can look for – I mean, you, you look for a little bit like – you know, we talk a lot about the pictures, who, who who came in fat or something. I think nowadays it's really rare, and I haven't heard any stories this offseason or this spring training, of players coming in out of shape. Where I think most players no. understand, the, understand the game, and they come in re- ready to play, right? Well, and we have a lot of young guys on the team, which helps with that because they know they're fighting for a spot. Well, yeah, and, and also, no long-term contracts. <laughs> no long-term contracts, which means they're all playing for money. Which means they're all like when we talked with uh, with Tyler Wells, like he was at an all, he's been down in here in Florida all off season working out. That's what all these guys have been doing. They're all working out year round to get ready for spring training. Yeah, uh, I think another thing you can look for is, and this is more with prospects, like who's gotten bigger and stronger. Like I think once you get to a certain level. Like your body type is what it is, but when you're 21 or 22, Jackson Holiday, especially 18, right? But like your body can change right. a lot between 18 and 19 and 20, 21, and even 21 to 22, and then you can like, you know, do things in the off season to to work out different parts of your body. And so I think like looking at who's gotten bigger, who's gotten stronger. Um, I I, I mean I don't know if he's gotten stronger because he's always strong. But everyone says that Kobe Mayo looks strong. And everyone says, I mean, I saw today, you know, the highlights of him hitting a single. Even his singles are like rockets. Like the ball just shoots off his bat. Um, so maybe that's something to pay attention to in spring training. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess, again, it goes back to I wish the games were televised more. But there's nothing really to watch and take away. that You can't take away that much from these games. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, the other thing you take away is. Like you can look for, uh, who was it? There was a, a pitcher, not for the Orioles, but but his velocity jumped like five miles per hour. His fastball and it was made the, um, a, a big name pitcher. Anyway, doesn't matter. Right. Ba- Bowman throwing hard, like pitchers throwing harder, because they did some work in the off season, right, to work on a pitch or throw a pitch harder. Um, I think that's but like I was watching. Interesting. I was watching one game, and the announcers are like, he's thrown his fastball. 80% of the time tonight, guess he's going to be leaning on the fastball more this year. And it's like, no, there's just something with the fastball location he's working on. Yeah, or, or maybe he, with the spin rate with the fastball he's working on or something. There's something the rise he's working action, on for the fastball. Yeah. Right, you can't take that into account. But you're right. Seeing guys healthy, seeing guys throw the ball hard, not pulling anything back. Maybe a pitcher has a new pitch they're working on, and you'll see them lean on it a bunch. And then it's just interesting things like Santander playing first base or how – who they're giving slots to. Like, I find it very interesting that Adam Fraser has not had many games. I think he's been in like three spring games and he's done horrible. And here's a guy that we signed for the offseason as kind of a shoe in, but he's not doing much in his spring. So, what does that mean? I don't know. 
I don't think he has a, I think he has to make the team based on his contract, but they're not giving him much playing time. Is that because they just assume, oh, he's a veteran, he's ready to go? Or is it because these other guys are making up a point that they need to get some attention and that maybe they need to come up here and be on these, this bench? Yeah. They get, uh, yeah, and, and that's something, especially as we get later into spring training, it's hard to say early in spring training because if you looked at just the pure at-bats, I just I pulled it up, Frenchie Cor- Cordero is leading the team in at-bats. Does that say the Orioles really like him and, and want to see him play more? I don't think so. I don't think it says much about French uh, Cordero that he's first It might mean that they want to see something, not for this year, but they want to see it. Yeah. Well, and, and you and you know who's making a lot of playing time is Cordero, Mazzaro, um, Mazzara, um, O'Hearn, right? That whole right. crop of would-be first basemen. Luan Diaz, like that whole crop of would-be first basemen. I think they're sure. getting a look at if, if they want to go there. Again, I hope they go with Santander, I hope that works out with him being the backup first baseman. But clearly, they want to get a look at, at the other guys. And it makes sense, too, because those guys were not on the team last year, so you saw them less in person. So maybe you want to see those guys a little more in person, which goes for another guy at the top of listening at bat so far, Westberg, Norby, some of these AAA guys who yeah. it's not just like, like with Kerstat and ha- ha- Holiday, like they're just, it's a nice to see them get a little action with ma- the major league team. Like it's good for them. But I think with Westberg and Norby, those guys could be up with the major league team as early as, you know, May. And so you are, I think, getting a closer look at what they can bring to the major league team. So it makes sense for those AAA guys who are close to the majors to be getting a good look, especially early on in, in spring training. Yeah. And it's good. It's good to see Adley playing well after going into year two. It's good to see Gunner going in as rookie of the year candidate and hitting the ball hard and no no slump or step back as far as we can see. It's good to see little things like that as well. Yeah, I mean Adley's picking up where he left off, getting on base half the time. Four four walks already, leading the teams in walks, so that's not gonna change. Or I guess second on team in walks. Um oh third now as I look at it. Santander and Cowser both have five walks. Um and so and then there's uh yeah, and then there's Rutschman four. So yeah, I mean it's yeah. yeah if, if you watch today, you saw Givens give up two balks like in the same inning, uh, just because again pitchers are getting used to that pitch clock. So watching the pitch clock, uh, I find it interesting also how teams are adjusting to the um, to the shift ban with moving the left fielder over and stuff. I don't know if that's really going to happen in games, but it's interesting that they're experimenting now. Yeah, I heard um, – um, I was listening to the Buster Only Pack podcast and he's talking about Max Scherzer and how Max Scherzer was playing with the pitch clock. Like he would get yes. to the – he would step on the mound as early as possible and then just sit there and wait and stare down at the batter and the batter can't t- call timeout. So it was like 10 seconds of just staring down and then Scherzer would throw it to try to mess with the with the hitter. So there's kind of fun things like that to, yeah. to pay attention to. Scherzer's been very open about how he's messing with that and playing with it and has been experimenting in the offseason with ways to to get around it because like you can pitch as soon as they're they're the, as soon as the batter looks up. So sometimes he'll throw it as soon as they look up. Sometimes he'll wait and and stare him yeah. down for a while. And yeah, it's all the 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 head games and the mental aspects of baseball are fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's gonna, I care more about mental games in baseball than uh, unwritten rules of baseball. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But I, though I love the unwritten rules too, and sometimes the mental game and the unwritten rules combine. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, they come yeah. together a lot. Yeah, they come together a lot. Yeah. But hey, a month. We got one month. Opening day is on exactly one month from today. Opening day at Camden Yards. Oh yeah, the home opener. You're right. How yeah, can I forget? We have a series, a series before two, that. Before that, yeah. I think it might be two series. So you're right. Camden Yards, one month away, less than a month away to the start of baseball season. Yeah, it's exciting. Listen, I it's it's one of those things where oh, I almost feel like you know, like those um, like seniors in high school who get excited for graduation in March, right? Like, Dude, it's March. Or whatever. Chill out. Yeah. 
that's I'm I'm like that. Like I got a little bit of senioritis happening with baseball, like baseball itis. Like I'm just excited, but I'm I'm also like getting a little bit frustrated because I, I mean honestly, the spring training it just doesn't excite me. I, I don't know. Like I, it's really fun watching Kobe Mayo. It's really fun watching Colton Cowser hit. It's fun watching these guys play. Yeah, but when it matters. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, right? It's just practice. It's not, it's, we're talking about practice. I don't go Allen, Allen Iverson on you, but we're talking about practice here. And and I'm 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 just so excited about the potential of this team, and I want to start seeing kind of what this team looks like, what the lineup construction is. I, I want to start seeing real games that matter. I want to start plopping on my couch every night at seven o'clock, and maybe with these new rules, I'll be able to make it up. Uh, I'll be able to stay awake for the whole entire game. Um, and not finish it then then the, the next day. So I, I just wanted to I just wanted to get started. I wanted to happen. And I'm I'm yeah. a little and you say a month, like I should be excited, but I'm thinking, oh man, what am I for the next four weeks? Twenty four days. Twenty four right. days until March thirtieth when the Orioles open up at the Red Sox. All right. Yeah, and that's that's I love that we start off at at at, at Boston. Couple easy wins before the home opener. Right. So yeah, let's just do it right. Right, weird that we then go to Texas before coming home. Like that's a weird. Oh, is it Boston, thing. Texas, and then home? Yeah, which is a weird scheduling thing. But I also never understand. I don't understand the hassle of like, oh, we have a West Coast trip early or a West Coast trip late because you're on an airplane. Does it really matter if you're on the airplane for four hours or two hours? Does it really matter? I mean, I, I think maybe know. two hours to compared to like eight hours or something could matter. Where's there- a, a flight to California is not eight hours. How long is that? Six hours? I thought it was four. Cal- no way. It's more than four. For a direct flight? I have from, no idea. I'm just saying no way it's more than four. I really don't let's know. See, from BWI to, uh, let's say, San Francisco, how many hours? Six hours. All right. Six hours, yeah. But That's... really, you're going to do that overnight. You got I. These guys have nicer planes. They're not fly- flying JetBlue. I mean, come on. Um, just the other thing, just I wanted to make this one other note about spring training before we move off spring training and get into other nonsense that we do in this podcast. Um, the, the other big thing about spring training is watching out for injuries, right? Yeah. And and so far, I mean, I know Vavra missed a couple games which what they're calling left shoulder discomfort, which is unfortunate for him because he was like on fire to start the game. But again, he should be back in a couple of days. So it's no big deal. Um, and that's the only new injury, right? Like we have other stuff like Felix Batista, who again, it's, not, it's nothing serious, just like an, um, dealing with minor stuff, but should be ready or could be ready for opening day. Hopefully he's ready for opening day. Um, Nick Vespi, we know at the Hernie's sur- sur- surgery, possible yep. for opening day. Deal Hall dealing with some lower back issues, but again, um, nothing that's going to delay him from opening day if he makes opening day. I think for a guy like Deal Hall, who was had, I feel like Deal Hall had to have everything go right for a chance at the open day roster, and it already hasn't gone right. So he's, I mean, it's done. I think it's done. I think he's going to be starting every fifth day. For Norfolk, I think it's pretty much a done deal, but hopefully, that concerns me more actually. Because even though it's just a minor thing, they say he's going to start pitching in in, in a couple of days. The fact that DL Hall has had injury concerns in the past, yeah, that concerns me a little bit more. Um, DL, D, I'm sorry, Dylan Tate has that right flexor forearm strain. Um, that's of course a little more concerning because you know it's his pitching arm, um, but he should be back. Um, by May, so it's not kind of that serious of an injury, and then of course John Means. So all that to say, you, every week I kind of like just wait for an injury to happen. Right. And this past week, Vavra sore shoulder, but nothing serious. He'll be back in a couple of days. So kind of all good news so far. I feel like are mostly good news on the injury front. Yeah. Um, today Cedric Mullins didn't play because he's heading to the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic kif- kicks off tomorrow night at 11 p.m. So uh, Tuesday night, 11 p.m. Technically Wednesday, but there's an 11 p.m. start because they're playing over in Taiwan. 
Are you excited for some World Baseball Classic baseball? So are they showing that like live here at 11 p.m. or are they taping assume, it and we watch it some of the I time? assume it's all in the MLB app. Why wouldn't it be in MLB.tv? Yeah, it's got to be, true. right? Yeah. It's got to be live. You can't have you can't have sports nowadays um, not be live. Doesn't do for the Olympics, right? For the Olympics, they're, they're never live. No, they. But you. But if you go online, you can watch them live. Yeah, but on NBC, you don't watch it live. Yeah, but <laughs> come on, nobody. If you really care about a sport, you watch it live. Now, I I just turned on my MLB app on the TV here because I wanted to see how they're handling it, and I can't figure it out because when I go to games, it doesn't show the World Baseball. But it looks like they have games either at 5 and 6 a.m. or 10 and 11 p.m. All right, so let's see. World Baseball Classics, this is all previews. But you got to be able to watch these live. Like, I want to turn on the game at 11 p.m. tomorrow night. Yeah, they're, but they're, not, they're on um, FS2 and FS1. Uh, is that what they are? They're not. And some on, games are on this TV. thing called Tubby. What do you know about Tubby? Tubi. Tubi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, Tubi. I don't, I don't know anything about Tubi. Okay, I just well, some know. of the games you have to watch on Tubi. You know what? Great time to bring this up. Someone give me advice because I love YouTube TV, but YouTube TV got rid of the MLB network. Now it's baseball season. I need to get rid of YouTube TV. Let me know what you're using to replace YouTube TV. And by the way, if, if you want to. Maybe wanna... it is Tubby. Yeah, maybe it's Tubby. Um, if you want to watch, you know, USA, America, your country, um, 9 p.m. on Saturday, March 11th on Fox, we're going against Great Britain. So throwback to the Revolutionary War, right. oh, it's USA versus Great Britain. It's on Fox? On Fox. All right. All uh, these games are on Fox, FS1 or FS2. And then but I like, no, I like that Fox is actually putting them on the real channel. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's on big time, baby. All right, Big time. I'm ex- I'm excited to watch some of these games. Yeah, I mean, so some I, of the first games are on Funky Times, but then it gets on a right. Um, I think when we get to those quarterfinal games with Dominican Republic versus USA, those are going to be fun. Can I can I ask a dumb question? Yeah, I don't know this. Are all the games like where are all these games being played? You mentioned ta- Taiwan. Right. Where where are the games being played? So the Chinese uh, Tape, which I don't know what that means. I guess it means it's not China, but it's is China. I don't know what the Chinese tape is. Okay. The Chinese tape, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama play in Taiwan. Japan, Korea, Australia, China, Czech Republic play in Tokyo. USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain play in Phoenix. Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua playing Miami. That's for the first round. Okay. Second, second round, you're in either Tokyo or Miami, and the semifinals and finals are in Miami. Okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that, that geographically spread out. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's just striking me now. I could drive down to Miami. For wonder, yeah, I, wonder what a World Baseball Classic like championship ticket costs. Well, yeah, let, let's find out. And I, I guess it depends. What, would you care who, who's in it? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I want to go Team USA. Yeah. So. Uh, no, that, that's cool. Josh, how, how invested should I be in these games? I'm, the more I talk about them, the more I kind of get excited for them. How invested that's the should, problem. should I be? I get excited. I get excited when I talk about them. But then, like, should I care more about these than the Oriole games? Do they care? Does it matter more than Oriole spring training? <laughs> I think they matter more than Orlando Spring Training. I think they, I think they do. Um, I think it, like on Saturday, March 11th, like you can just, this is like, you can clear your calendar from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. So really, really it's like 1 a.m. There's going to be games that that are happening in the World Baseball Classic all day. Like at any point on Saturday, you can turn on the TV and watch a game. Like you could just sit in front of the TV from 5 a.m. and watch games all day. Like that's kind of cool. That's fun. Yeah. Let's see. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I'm trying to look up the championship. Let's see. World Baseball semifinals. All right, here's the championship. It's March 21st. I want two tickets. Now, on the one hand, you know, you want USA to go all the way. On the other hand, you know that Cedric Mullins is being held out of spring training every every game, every game they're in there. And if they go to March 24th, 
Uh, you only have, what, a week left? Less right. than a week of spring but, training? But what prepares Cedric Mullins better for uh, opening day? Playing with his team or playing in games that matter? Well, how about this, Josh? This might cha- change change my response. Um, does, does a real, And I know the answer. Does the World Baseball Classic use the new rules with the pitch clock and stuff or the old rules? I don't the, know. They use the old rules. Do they use the sticky ball that Japan uses? I don't know, but Josh, there's no pitch clock. I assume shifting is legal. The bases are little; these little mini, tiny bases, not the big old bases we we got now nowadays. The bases are the regular size, so um, I don't know. Like that's a that's one thing to consider. Like Cedric Mullins is not going to practice with the pitch clock, right? Uh, championship tickets, upper deck tickets for the World Baseball Classic Championship, which I guess is just one game. Okay. These are all one game series. Yeah, sure. Is uh $105. That's more than I was on StubHub. Yeah. But but I, it'll fluctuate a lot depending on who's there. It'll fluctuate. Right now yeah. the if right now you can get into the semi championship game for 30 bucks. That yeah. sounds more like what I was expecting. Um but it's intriguing. You know, it, it could be kind of something cool to go to. So it's something I'll keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep an eye on that, Josh. Keep an eye on that. All right, any of the spring training, World Baseball Classic notes you want to get to? I I don't think so. I think it's now's the weird part where everyone talks about how January sucks because you're just waiting for spring training. I think this time of the year sucks because you're waiting for opening day, and it's like the the spring training is just a tease. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's kind of how I feel. Um, and also, as I wait for Lamar Jackson, Josh, you've been following the drama. Does oh, he yeah. give an exclusive franchise tag, exclusive fr- franchise tag, a non-exclusive franchise tag? Right, right. Um, or, yeah, or are does they he get traded deal? before tomorrow? Yeah, they, apparently they flew down to Miami. They're they're pulling out all the stops to try to. Um, I mean, yeah. Sign Lamar. I wish they. I wish they would just sign Lamar. But did you see uh, Adam Schefter's little prank on Barstool? No, he went on their podcast, and uh, their guy PFT is a big Red Redskins fan, Commanders yeah. fan. So mid mid podcast, Adam Schefter just pulls out his phone with a fake text message saying Lamar Jackson traded to the Commanders, <laughs> which I thought was a great bit. Yeah, there's zero chance of that happening. Right. Think about future teams. There's zero yeah. chance of, of about the, about the same chance of Jeff Bezos dry, buying the Commanders. Yeah, Dan Snyder's not having that. No, no. I, I love the drama there. Yeah. It's always fun. It's a nice reminder that the Angelos family isn't the worst owner in sports. Yeah, I think Dan Snyder is worse. Yeah, because Dan Snyder now is trying to – he said, okay, I'll sell the team, but I can't be responsible for any of my debt or bills or any people who want to sue me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. All my, all my years with the, with the, with the commanders. So right. I thought that was funny. That's yeah. what I would do too. Shoot. You don't consume me and don't let me pay off all my debts I owe. Right. And, and then I can sell the team. And then, but I get to pick who can bid for the team. Yeah. Also, Jeff Bezos None of my, owns the Washington Post or something. Yeah. And they sometimes write bad articles about me. So he can't buy them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's That's, great. It's great drama. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the Angelos family will do the same thing next year. Yeah. I mean, if, be, like, if the Bezos Baltimore, Baltimore can't buy the commanders, buy. Yeah, and Bezos who would wants be, to stay in the area. Bezos should just buy the Orioles. Yeah. Apparently, he's already moved on to the Seahawks. Mm. But uh, who who would be on the Angelos list of you're not allowed to buy the team? Um, Dan Connolly. Well, no. I, I, there's definitely people without <laughs> money. Connolly. Uh, what's his name? That uh, what, what? Nestor. Nestor. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, Brady Anderson would be on John's list because he'll just bring Lou back. True. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, I mean, I also, certainly whoever owns the athletic, because you know they hired people to. True. They hired Dan Dan Connolly. So. Right, and I think the Chicago Tribune now owns the Baltimore Sun. So whoever that is. Yeah. Owns all that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. There'd be a long list. Yeah, you pretty much have to find someone who has no association with you because if they have any association with you, they'll probably oh, criticize you, know, you. You know who it's got to be. It's when when John sells the team, it's got to be to a rock star 
It's got to be like Bruce Springsteen is by oh, the yeah. team or Elton John. It's got yeah, it's got to be a, a musician. I'll take that over some just random mini star in Nashville. I, listen, people have talked about like the possibility of Cal Ripken lead the team. And listen, I'm not opposed to Cal Ripken, you know, being an owner and being part of an ownership group. But no offense to Cal Ripken. Um, you can look up his salary. He has he has deep pockets, but he doesn't have deep, deep pockets, mm-hmm. right? He's not he's not wealthy like some of these other guys, no. like a Steve Ballmer or Jeff Bezos. Um, or, or Cohen, he, he's not he's not super no. wealthy like that. So no, when teams sell now, you need you need a a uh, Silicon Valley type guy. You need a yeah. guy that's got a ton of money, and that's what you want, right? As a, as a fan, you want someone who has a ton of money. Yeah, we want Steve Cohen. Yeah, we want but, someone with a lot of money that wants to win. Yeah, and I was thinking about this, you, Josh, too. How much nice, do you know? How much John Angelus owns of the team? Seventy. Uh, two percent. Let, let me ask you a question. I can't do I the math. If it was now. something like that, he got he got upset at, at Connolly and said how much he owns. Yeah, I can't do the math right now. I'm sorry, but if he owns, let's say seventy two percent of the team, let's say he decides to sell ten percent, ten percent of the team, right? That will bring in like a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. Roughly, because the team is worth 1.5 billion, so that would bring in 150 million dollars if he sold 10 percent of the team. Right, he would still sell. He would still own 62 percent of the team, right? Right. And then, if he with 100 150 million dollars, you could sign a big name free agent, right? With 150 million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could sign a big name free agent, 150 million dollars. Right. All of a sudden, that big name free agent. Is kind of the key to getting over the hump, and you can make the playoffs, maybe even contend for a World Series with that hundred fifty million dollar big name signing. Then all of a sudden, Josh, the value of your team because you won a World Series, you get a bunch of new fans. The value of your team, this is similar to the Padres are doing right now. The value of your team jumps up from one point five billion to two billion dollars. And so all of a sudden, percentage-wise, right, how much – Right. How I, I much can't do really the math changed. right now. But that 62% of $2 billion compared to 72% I – mean, I'm sorry, compared to 72% of $1.5 billion, the amount that you actually own is about the same and has the potential to get even higher. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get yeah. wealthier by selling a portion of the team – and selling more acquiring talent, stuff, and then yeah, the winning. value of your overall franchise goes up. You got to spend money to make money, isn't that the saying? Yeah, just capitalism. So, I, I, I mean, just, how much if you sign Otani? Let's get dumb here. This is dumb. If you sign Otani, the value of your franchise immediately jumps up. Oh, yeah, yeah, or instantly. It goes up, and forget that. Think how much money you're then selling in tickets. You will sell more season tickets with Otani. You will sell more uh, jerseys with Otani. Didn't Otani have the number one selling jersey last year? Yeah, you're gonna sell more. You're gonna sell more streaming and and international rights with Otani. Yeah, but to do that, you might just sell a portion of your franchise, which he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Um, Also, Josh, it was announced that uh, you know next this week. The Braves are cutting off season ticket sales. They said they sold sold too many season tickets. Must be nice. The Braves you know, and they, oh, they want to make sure there's some single single season tickets available. Yeah. So they stopped selling season tickets. You have to go on a waiting list now. That's what happens when you win the World Series. Yeah. So they didn't win it last year, a couple years ago. Yeah. Right. They won it two years ago, but there's yeah. still excitement about the team. Yeah, that's what happens when you lock up all your your young players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much for our dreams of locking up Adley. Maybe next offseason. Yep. So. All right. Uh, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. And uh, about three weeks, we're going to have to prepare our bold predictions. Yep. I'm a little yeah. mad. I already booked my flights to um, from Atlanta to Baltimore for opening yeah. day. And I got, you know, good ticks for 50 bucks. But I, I don't know how you got that. If you got $50 each way or round trip? I think it's each way. Okay, still that's pretty good. I think it may be hundred bucks. Um, 
But I flew out from Macon, my hometown here, right? Um, from Macon to Baltimore. It was the best flying experience I've ever had in my life. I could have showed up. I felt like like this is how we should travel. I could have showed up 10 minutes before my flight. There was no one in the airport. It was just a two-room place, a tiny little airport. Oh, that's... Yeah. There were six people on my plane. Everything was so chill. This is how I should fly. There's plenty of leg room. I had all the leg room I could imagine. Yep. I flew. That's how I felt when I flew out of Daytona before. It's a tiny airport. You park. I parked right in front of the plane, basically. Yeah, yeah I did. I parked for free, free parking yeah, the whole weekend. Exactly. Um, Not twenty dollars a day or whatever, and you right. had to take a shuttle to to the airport. No, now no, you no, did no. that because someone else paid for your flight, right? Yeah. Because the flight probably cost more. Because who like Southwest isn't flying out of Macon. No, this is. There's only one airline, Contour Airlines. They fly to two places. One place in Mississippi, Biloxi, Mississippi, and BWI. That's the only two places they fly to. Oh, and they they fly to Baltimore, making the Baltimore. It says every day, twice a day, hundred and nineteen dollars. Yeah, not bad, right? No, that's, that's not, not bad. That's better than Jacksonville. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's I could do that flight again. I'm it doing. Was, I'm I'm doing the drive though. We're gonna are drive you doing the drive? Because we're gonna spend about a week up there. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're going Thursday, coming back Sunday. Yeah, my Just job's changed where I can work remotely as much as I want now. So we're going to spend a week up there. Yeah, it must be nice. So, yep. Cool. All right. Um, anything else? No, we were closing up the show. All right. Sorry, I got distracted. I wanted to share my six-person plane experience. You can share it, or we can close it up before the baby cries. No, I just shared it. I'm done. Um Boys and girls, thanks for listening to another episode of Section 336. Go ahead to iTunes, register review, like the show, follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka and follow Birdland Sports B-A-L on Instagram. I had to add B-A-L on there. But okay. follow that. Get yourself an Oreo, Oreo shirt. Oh, I forgot, I forgot to talk about. I know we're closing. Yeah. But about the the whole Orioles Twitter uh, voting poll thing, how they do yeah, their March yeah. Madness, and yeah. you saw they left you off it this year. I Normally saw it's been Section three thirty six. This year they put me in all by myself. Yeah, I took that personally. Yeah, I thought you would. So that's one reason I wanted to bring it up. I also wanted to bring it up. Did you see the final score of round one as I went up against Bird's Eye View? Yeah, I tweeted out that I felt responsible for the decision since I didn't vote for you. That the 50 50 result, yeah, it was 50 50 result, but I believe they still gave me the victory because it was like a percentage or whatever. Yeah, a decimal I, I won point. by a, a decimal point. It doesn't show on Twitter like the, the individual votes, does it? You don't see, no, it doesn't tell you how many votes, right? Because that's what so, no, I know I had a bunch of people voting for me, so thank you if you voted for me. Uh, it's always fun to beat Bird's Eye View at something, even if they want to complain and blame bots. Well, there were no bots that I knew of. Yeah, no bots. Do you think it's an unfair fight, though, that you offered a discount on your shirts and Jimmy owes cards giveaways with Austin some giveaway from cards? Yeah. Is that shenanigans? I think Chad, that's borderline shenanigans. Chad Dukes also reached out to all of his listeners. And oh, he did? I didn't even know that. Out. Yeah. that's uh, So, um, but I don't know. Maybe Bird's Eye View should put out a podcast every week. Mm. Then maybe they could win. Mm, you're talking about their off-season uh, uh, lack of dedication, lack of filling up nonsense like we do every yeah, week. Right. Exactly. The there was no news today. We still got a podcast out. Yeah. I think it was entertaining. So, Josh, this for you, though, the round one victory birds I view, this is like, for you, the championship. Like, you just won the championship. Oh, I don't care. I don't now, care about now, round now two. Now you go out. No more giveaways. No. Is there anyone else on that list that we care to beat? Um, I think we're good. I got some enemies. Um let me, I don't know. I don't even know how round two brackets work out on who I'll have to go against. I haven't looked. Yeah. I don't uh, either. I got to look at that list, but there, I got some enemies on there. I would say I don't right. vote for people on there, but if there's someone, I, I, I sometimes vote against people. Well, I'm offended that you didn't vote for me. Uh, no, I didn't. It's not that I voted for you. I voted against you. <laughs> right. I voted against me since I wasn't with you. Yeah. I get it. That's what we were doing. 
We were doing a, uh, sometimes my, my faculty meetings here at school get really contentious. And we were kind of, we have to vote on everything, right? We wanted right. to change the wording in one of our courses descriptions. And we took a vote. And, and, and I decided to, you know, not participate an abstention. I said, you know, I'm not going to vote um, because I, I didn't really understand the issues people were arguing. And then after it, you know, people voted for and people voted against. And I abstained. And then someone came on there after and said, um, he didn't, it was on Zoom. So he wasn't, he was looking right at me, but like, you know, it's on Zoom. So he's looking yes. right at everybody. Yes. But he said, you know, an abstention, if you don't vote, it's the same as voting no. <laughs> And I thought he was talking right at me. And I was like, dude, that's... Was it, were you the only uh, one that abstained? No, there was like four other people who abstained. So it wasn't just me. But it's not the same as a no. It's just, I don't care. That's right. It's like, I don't have enough information. I feel like that's different from a no, that I, I don't feel comfortable voting either way. Um, but for his purposes, he was obviously a yes vote, and he thought, you know. That's funny. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, so that, that's how I felt about Birds of You. Yeah, that's how I feel because I'm not because I'm not a member of this of this bracket. No. I abstain from all voting because no, I'm not in it. Madison Orioles uh, just suckered me in by putting me up against Birds Eye View. Yeah, or I wouldn't care, yeah. and I don't think we've ever cared in the past. Yeah. So. All right. And listen, um, Birds Eye View tweets a lot more about baseball than I do. I mean, probably all those accounts. I, yeah, I right. can't. I would have to go look the last time I did an Orioles tweet because I don't tweet in the off season. I'd let them say, um, I'd rather share my thoughts in long form on a podcast than try right. to squeeze into a tweet. Like so said, I, I, I take no offense by not being included. No. And I don't even really use my Twitter account that much. I've been so focused on Birdland Sports stuff. But hey, I do have an audience over there that's hopefully listening to 336 as well. Well, and now you have about 30 other Twitter, Twitter accounts, right? That you created just to beat Bird's Eye View. Have you ever seen the movie Willy Wonka? You can delete them now. When they've got everyone lined up, going through the boxes, looking for the gold, gold yeah. things. Yeah. That's what I had. Yeah, had so all the had. employees sitting here just checking, and I, I climbed up the stairs and yelled. Click vote faster. Click yes. Vote exactly. Joshua. Click exactly. faster. No. Yeah. May, may, at this point, maybe I do need to look into a bot farm and win the whole thing. Mm. I assume there's ways to block all that. But yeah. who knows? There yeah. is. There's like also a great uh, um, Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where he's waiting in line to vote for some guy. And the guy behind him says, you know, he says to the behind back guy, I'm going to vote for this guy. And the guy says, oh, I was voting for the other guy. And he said, well, let's just both leave since we cancel each other's out. We, since we cancel our votes right. out. And then the guy ended up losing the vote by by one vote. Um, but that's how I feel. Like, uh, let's just cancel. Let me find someone to cancel my vote right. or somebody Make else. Deal. But then you got to trust that that person's not voting also. That that person actually walked away. And didn't right, because if that person then walked away and got back in line after you left, then you're the reason the guy lost. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. how I feel about I'm the reason. I was hoping you would lose, and I'll be the reason. But so. alas, you go in the next round. Uh, right. Who Do you know who you're up against the next round? I don't know who I'm up against the next round. All right. No. So I'll let you know. All right, let me know. All right, I'm going to wrap up the show. Can I wrap the show? Please. The music ended a while ago, I'm sure. Oh, I already said you can follow me on Twitter. Where And where can they follow you on Twitter, Josh? At Josh Roca. And they can vote for you on Twitter. They can vote for me whenever that comes around again. All right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.